0: I've not, like, been silenced, like, capital S, but, like, like it's at, at Twitter's discretion whether or not I'm allowed, like, to, like, play by their rules.
1: Hi, I'm Madison Malone-Kercher. And I'm Rachel Hampton, and you're listening to IcyMI. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. So, uh, Donald Trump. Still uh, still banned from Facebook. I know. Sorry. What a horrible uh, way to start up. All of our listeners uh, just turned mm. off their, turned off the episode. <laughs> Honestly, I just tuned out of my own brain.
2: <laughs> it is big news in the, in the internet world. Uh, Facebook has upheld a decision to keep Trump banned from the platform.
1: The first good thing Facebook has perhaps done ever in their entire life, what's wild is that it's not even technically their final decision. Trump might be back on Facebook in six months. Trump's ban from
2: mainstream social platforms like Facebook, and he's also banned from Twitter. Uh, frankly, I feel like this poses a lot more questions than it provides answers, mostly about who does and does not get punished by platforms for behavior that goes against terms of service, which terms of service are just the long fine print that most of us avoid reading when we join an app or a platform. And you just like scroll to the end and go, yes, I agree. You want my firstborn child and like seven locks of my hair? Great.
1: Take em. I have quite literally never read a terms of service, which perhaps I should. They could put <laughs> anything in there. Like I, I would have been I would have signed away the rights to my kidneys just to not have to read the fine print. But what's kind of interesting, I'll say, about Trump being banned from Facebook and from YouTube and from Twitter is that people openly and very vocally break Twitter's rules all the time and just get to keep tweeting their thoughts into the abyss that we all spend too much time on. It's why whenever Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey tweets, there's somebody in his mentions being like, yo, can you like fix the Nazi problem on here? The Nazi problem being literal Nazis. Literal Nazis. But for other people, usually ones who aren't famous or politically controversial or who drive tons of rage engagement on the site the the rules apply with the kind of black and whiteness that leaves no room for nuance when there should maybe be some a recurring theme on this podcast (laughs) nuance in case not enough of it
2: (laughs) later in the show we'll be debuting a new segment called galaxy brain uh exciting but first we're going to hear from somebody who has spent the last few weeks trying in vain, to get her Twitter account reinstated after making a death threat. But not that kind of death threat. <laughs> We've called up legal journalist Rachel Stone to tell us all about her unfortunate experience.
1: This interview actually hits uh, pretty close to home, specifically my home. Um, I, see why I'm I please meet my roommate. <laughs> Rachel, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I'm so glad you're here.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry it's for such a unfortunate event, being permanently banned from Twitter.
0: Deeply, deeply <laughs> tragic occurrence. <laughs> so how long had you been
2: a Twitter user?
0: I would say probably around a decade. Um, I made it my sophomore year in college. So quite some time of wasting a ton of time online.
2: Yeah. Your brain is fully mush. It's okay. <laughs>
0: only speak in memes. (laughs) I can
2: confirm that. (laughs) How would you characterize your Twitter use? Was it like a personal Twitter? Did you use it professionally as a journalist?
0: Um, Honestly, a little bit of both. I think I kind of towed the line a bit in using it for like connecting with actual friends I had um, and then using it to like either find stories that I wanted to report on um, for my actual job um, and then like a fair amount of DMing sources and stuff like that. So
1: take us through the moment that you got banned. What was the tweet? What prompted it? Just take me through that entire day. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Well, so it was a work night. I, like, almost all other times was like, I'm definitely going to go to bed at a respectable hour. And then, like, lost, like, a couple hours to scrolling through TikTok. And then, as what happens when you spend way too much time on the app, there's a little man who pops up who's like, hey, you've been scrolling far too long. Like, (laughs) get yourself some rest. And I um, got kind of steamed at this because I'm... (laughs) I'm a, I'm a grown woman, and I took a little screenshot of him and <laughs> like posted a tweet that I thought would maybe make fun of me more than anything, but posted, I will kill you with the little picture of the TikTok man. And then the next day, in the middle of my work, I got an email notification that... <laughs> my Twitter my tweet had violated Twitter's uh, terms of service uh, for specifically tweeting a violent threat at a person or group of people and I was like surely someone will understand like I will be able like, surely I'll be able to tell someone like oh this was a mistake this was an actual person it was instead the little the little man but like one that's really difficult to explain and two it did not work. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel like we should explain the little man, it is in fact a TikTok, so like you're scrolling and this oh, yes. TikTok video pops up and it's it's a human being. <laughs> it's not like a cartoon, like this is a real <laughs> human person somewhere out there in the world being like, have a drink of water, stretch your legs.
0: I understand it's easy to keep watching videos and trust me, I've been there before. Those videos will still be there tomorrow, so go get some extra sleep, turn your phone off, do yourself that favor. And have a great night
1: in Rachel's defense, he has a very punchable face. Twitter, you can't ban me for saying that, <laughs> but like you i he's annoying. I feel like we can all admit that
2: i <laughs> I think I'm the outlier here in that he has gotten me to go to bed on more than one occasion.
1: Mm, maybe you're just a rule follower
2: <laughs> i yeah, I absolutely am, so you get this email from Twitter. Were you given any opportunities to like delete the tweet or perhaps be sent to temporary Twitter jail, like any sort of lesser punishment?
0: (laughs) Definitely not. Well, I thought I was maybe I like went immediately online and searched like a various like what happens when you've been suspended? And I got a lot of like conservative blog posts that were like here's what to do when you've been silenced, um, kind of. But but I kind of thought, like, this is temporary. This is going to last, like, one to seven days. There was no option. There was no temporary anywhere in that email. Um, but they gave me the opportunity to appeal my account. So I wrote what I thought was a pretty comprehensive, uh, <laughs> defensive... I know that this person is a real person, but in this instance, he was not a real person. Um, and tried to appeal... I've appealed now probably like 10 different times. That's what I was going to (laughs) ask.
1: I was going to say, that wasn't the last appeal, was it?
0: (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. So I took it as like a challenge and like kind of like a fun little quest of like, let me see what it would take to get me unsuspended. And I did think it would be pretty easy if I would be able to explain myself. So in the appeals, I started out kind of like, this was a joke, like not aimed at an actual person, but aimed at, you know, the, this app function, like TikTok tips, like that's who it was at everyone. Like, and then I like got a little bit more like trying to appeal to their sensibilities as moderators. And I was like, I, I From a genuine perspective, I do understand what they're trying to do. And then I started trying more of like a legal tack and looking at their like the actual (laughs) Twitter terms of service. It had only been a couple days at this point, but I was really spinning spinning out (laughs) and then did a couple other things, which is to uh, become a real menace, um, probably to the Twitter trust and safety team. I went on LinkedIn and I determined that I could find anyone who worked on the trust and safety team and email them with, like, pleas of my own of, like, I'm really sorry to be annoying, but, like, this happened to me and you have to be able to help me. Found this professor who was also banned on Twitter for a similar thing and tried to email her. I didn't hear back.
1: You went on a real journey with this.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. It didn't stop there, but, yeah. (laughs)
2: Please please don't stop then. Please continue.
0: Oh yeah. Well so then I like I went on Quora and there was a Quora <laughs> user in a 2012 like conversation who had been helpful to someone who was banned and I was able to track him down and find his email and he actually responded and he was like the world is very different than how it is now like twitter is a very different company but i can like dm some of my friends to have them check out your appeal and then the last thing i did was i um i applied to a job at at twitter in the trust and safety team but instead of a resume i included <laughs> by...
2: wait 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 so like a job you do not want have no intention no. or not are you qualified for the position?
0: Definitely not. And I told them that. In my my first letter of my application, I said, I'm a reporter, and longtime Twitter user. I apologize for wasting the time of whoever's reviewing applications for the global lead for the trust and safety team, because I'm most definitely not qualified for this job. <laughs> That's so innovative
2: and I think just fully indicative of a person who should be allowed back on Twitter. Your brain doesn't break like that unless you've spent a decade on this platform
0: that's what i'm saying they, i just I, like, I think this might either get me like permanently exiled like they might be so annoyed at all yeah, of your face emails.
2: your face is now on like the security <laughs> desk of all twitter offices globally <laughs> like you're not allowed on the premises oh man have you made an alternate have you made a new account have you have you decided to bite the bullet
0: well, so admitting to doing that would, would run afoul of Twitter's rules for violating a permanent suspension, which, in my defense, the language was a little bit unclear. It says if you create a new account, we will suspend that account. It does not say do not use an account that you perhaps already made when you were in high school because then we'll find that and shut that down within two minutes because hypothetically slash allegedly you linked your old account so that people could find you. So <laughs> <Rachel, laughs> that was dumb. I-
1: I love you so much, but also you linking your band account, in the <laughs> bio of your new account is like of this entire saga, which because I live with you, I have been privy to from the back like, for the past two weeks, just hearing the various kind of like spinning out of, like, I'm just going to email all these people. And you're like, I found this professor. And then just hearing this from the background, I was just like, this is completely wild. Like, this is why she's a reporter. You found so many people. But then you told me about linking your account in your in the bio of the new account. And I was like, Rachel, how are you? So smart. It's so dumb at the same time.
0: Like like, I don't know anything. <laughs> um...
2: How long has it
0: been now? It's been about two weeks now. Yeah, two weeks today. Which is a long time. Yeah, I understand, like, you know, the letter of the law, perhaps I did run afoul. But, like, also, there's a difference between mm. what I did and a uh, bannable offense. The president of the
2: United States inciting violence upon the nation?
0: <laughs> right, you know, to name <laughs> that. Exactly, like... There's a bit of a scale issue here.
2: How does it feel to be in a club with Donald Trump and the My Pillow guy? Oh, oh God. God. I
0: forgot about him, too. Yeah. Honestly, uh, not so great, because I'm pretty down with their being removed from the app, um, having pretty clearly <laughs> violated Twitter's terms of use. Uh, but... Yeah, not so not so great, because I kind of feel like I'm a bit of a free speech head um, fighting for my right to post.
2: This is this is you getting Joker-fied like it's happening.
1: (laughs) This is your Joker origin story.
0: No, (laughs) I just want to be redeemed. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I just it's so funny to me. So
2: Twitter uses a combination or at least according to Twitter, they use a combination of. Algorithmic analysis and like human reviewers, uh, when someone files a Twitter report, but then there's this whole list of options. Like Twitter can limit how many people could see that tweet, or Twitter could email you and say, "Hey, your account's suspended until you delete this tweet." I just, it's wild to me that they went like full, full nuclear. This is who we have to get off Twitter: Rachel Stone,
1: future future murderer of the TikTok man. <laughs> who is planning her murder out loud on twitter.com
0: it's also just like so embarrassing in every step of the way for me to have to explain because like if an actual person was able to like read my account which is what i've been so obsessed with like trying to find a real person on the other side of this like bizarre online um like sisyphean battle of like i just need to talk to like one person in charge but but also what might happen is that they're like no, checks out and then I'm forever, forever done. But <laughs> I hope not. I have faith in people. Yeah. What if you get
2: reinstated? What will be your first tweet?
0: My God. <laughs> <laughs> Hello.
2: <laughs> Is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> Setting up my Twitter.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. You guys can help me. You guys have better Yeah, we'll work your yeah, you workshop your first tweet. Yeah, you workshop it.
2: That was, that was Jack Dorsey's first tweet.
0: Well, Rachel, I'm really,
2: I'm sorry for your loss. (laughs) Thank you.
0: I appreciate that.
1: Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, (laughs) Love to see your face in another setting. (laughs) This has been incredible.
0: I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you both for having me on.
1: All right, what a great interview.
2: Uh, Coming up after the break, it's time to debut our newest segment, Galaxy Brain. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7, U.S.-based,
3: live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night.
1: And we're back with our new segment, Galaxy Brain. We're going to take you through the absolute wildest, most broken brain theories on the internet. And this one was introduced to us by our listener, Annie. In case
2: you're not familiar, the Galaxy Brain meme is a popular image on Twitter where this person's brain is just like increasingly exploding as their theory about something like Atlantis just gets more and more outlandish
1: interesting choice I don't know where Atlantis theory of Atlantis is kind of outlandish
2: fortunately for all of you and Rachel today's topic is not Atlantis (laughs) because we received absolutely the most gloriously bonkers galaxy brain take from a listener she emailed us this week about the sudden rise of the word chuggy spelled
1: c-h-e-u-g-y chuggy I received this email while I was recovering from the second dose of the vaccine, and quite literally nothing made me laugh so hard the entire day than this email. I would also like to thank her because I don't know what the fuck Chugi is. For the longest time, I think until today, I did know how it was pronounced. Is it Chugi? Is it Chuje? Why is it a hard G. What does it stand for, <laughs> Madison? I really feel like this is, from what I understand, this is kind of a purely white woman phenomenon. So I really need you to take the lead and lead me through the fields of Choo-Jay.
2: I got you. We're gonna we're gonna your own adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So choujé. Oh
1: wait.
2: Here's the thing about choujé. It's a portmanteau of cheap and bougie. And it's, it has been described by the woman who coined it, a 23-year-old software developer, Gabby Rassen, as, quote, people who are slightly off-trend. So things that are chuggy, for example, chevron pattern clothing, those, like, Gucci and or knockoff Gucci belts where the buckle is just two Gs. It's not basic, but it's definitely, like, in the genus class species i don't know i didn't do great in bio class it's it's a relative <laughs> of basic i would say
1: okay i was gonna say everything that you're saying to me just sounds like basic so like what is the difference between basic and choo-gee choo <laughs> goddamn damn Chugi. It's choo it's what you
2: do if you're eating clarified butter what choo oh my god so I had seen the word Chugi exactly one time in a TikTok um, a few weeks ago before it got a full-on feature treatment in the New York Times, uh, written by Taylor Lorenz. Uh, and now I feel like I'm kind of being ghosted by Chugi, not haunted, <laughs> because being haunted would imply that I'm like seeing Chugi everywhere, and I'm I'm still not. The original TikTok explaining the concept of Chugi has since been made private. Uh, la internet, nothing's forever. But here's another one that I think helps explain the, the the meat of what we're talking about. I am so thrilled to present 101 Chug. Disney adults, big time Chug. If you got married or engaged there, if you willingly choose Bud Light, you're a Chug. Calling yourself a small B, Chug. Both NASCAR and the WWE are big time Chug. As our gender reveal parties. And Comcast. Dare I say, I think Netflix is genuinely choogy at this point. Being offended at chuggy is ironically very chuggy. I will say Taylor's piece does take pains to sort of emphasize the nicheness of this term. She does a really good job of sort of identifying it as a thing and not as like everyone is saying this. But because the Internet works how the Internet works, it didn't take long to become a word that everyone online is acting like is totally hyper-popular. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it (laughs) does. I feel like the way the internet kind of seizes on slang is that there is this kind of feeling that if you see it, it must be for everyone and it must be used by everyone when the truth is, like, literally every form of language, specific niches and populations use words that you maybe don't need to use like woke please stop
2: i beg <laughs> next, of you next week on i see why am i <laughs> uh the the tiktok that uh taylor lorenz based this piece on had about a hundred thousand tiktok views at the time which is you know viral by twitter twitter measurement i might say uh but on by by tiktok's yardstick that's like that's solidly niche, yeah, right. Which I think is does a good job of indicating like how few people are saying Chugi. Uh, the other notion I've been working with is the fact that I'm not seeing Chugi everywhere must mean that I am in fact Chugi myself,
1: or it means what our dear listener Anne thinks, which is that Chugi is a psyop who is profiting from this, and actually has some thoughts on who's profiting from this psyop. <laughs> Okay,
2: close your eyes and come with me. Picture yourself sitting on a couch. It's May 5th, 2021. 1.31 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. p.m. Your computer dings. You have a new email. The subject? The word choogy seems like a psyop. Absolutely hooked. You sit straight up on your couch, you open the
1: email, and you read. Hi. Sorry. The subject is clickbaity, but I'm serious. This word is a psyop or at least trying to sell me something. This TikTok describes the word chuggy. I'm sure you know what it is, but the crux of it is, is that it's a word we clearly need. It's so much more concise than person who puts a Harry Potter house into their bio and uses Harry Potter to make political points or Christian girl autumn aesthetic.
2: Annie then goes on to list five reasons why she believes chugi is a psyop. And frankly, I was more compelled by every one. Number one, I have never heard a single person say this word in real life, no one. You'll have to take my word for it
1: that this is extremely unusual. I do take your word for it, Annie. Number two, with this in mind, every major news outlet had articles about it with the vomit face emoji, seemingly out of nowhere, aside from the TikTok becoming more popular. Check Google Trends. Within the past five days, it's literally zero to 100. A data-supported theory? Annie, you're speaking my language. Number three. I'm about to dip into
2: stereotypes. This is a white girl who created it in high school, her sorority used it, and now it's become popular
1: on TikTok. If a sorority uses it, it's not cool. Number four, it doesn't immediately come from any other words. Most slang comes from something. Number five, the word feels out of date already. How was it cringe before
2: I heard a single soul say it or write it?
1: Annie Lynn goes on to say, you may ask, who is benefiting from this psyop? Specifically, who is benefiting from the artificial amplification of an unnaturally fabricated word? Clearly the news outlets, because it's great clickbait. Millennials fucking love the also-fabricated fight between themselves and Zoomers, so they're gonna click on that. People who work with young people and who are worried about falling out of date will click on that. So yeah, ad revenue. And then Annie ends the email by
2: saying, This could just be a marketing scheme. It's a word we need for brevity. But man, this feels so fucking fake. Absolutely don't take my word for it. Like some of that could be out of date and wrong. Also, to be clear, I'm 28. So absolutely a one foot in the grave, millennial, and absolutely choogy.
1: Thanks, Annie. Annie, I love you so much. This email was incredible. Just (laughs) fully articulates so many things about this specific word. And now I'm convinced it's a psyop. The CIA planted this word. We never walked on the moon. (laughs) Okay, I wasn't gonna go that far. We're not getting into like JFK conspiracy theory. JFK
2: is doing just fine. And Chugi is a Psyop, and my brain has just expanded extraterrestrially. Full-on Galaxy brain.
1: If you, like Annie, have a theory that you just want to share with us. or just any other questions. Send it to us at ICYMI at slate.com or tweet at us on Twitter with the hashtag icyymipod. Seriously, please
2: send us any and all galaxy brain takes. We are standing by.
1: All right, that's the show. We'll be back in your feed on Wednesday, so definitely subscribe. It's free. And you'll never miss an episode. And if you can, please leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. And if you're in a group chat or a Discord server or a Slack group where people ask for podcast recommendations, please consider giving us a shout out. Really helps us find new listeners.
2: Though if you are the person who left us the review saying they love our classical music podcast, we have questions. But glad you enjoyed the show. icymi is produced by daniel schrader our supervising producer is derek john forrest wickman is slate's culture editor and gabe roth is editorial director of audio see you online or not martina you ready
1: (laughs) pandif you ready
0: (laughs) okay guys let's hit the road um (laughs)